Good morning. I guess I have two cups of coffee and uh, and able to uh, get up this morning at 5.30. And I did couch time. Amen. Couch time is when you listen to the news and the weather and drink coffee. And so I did that and uh, start going 6.30 and and I have about a a good hour and a half to uh, to get ready to be here with you today. Uh, it's nine o'clock in the morning, Easter Standard Time. This is RBM, located at uh, seventeen eleven Meriwether Drive, uh, Bogart, Georgia, Watkinsville, Georgia three hundred six seven seven. We're actually uh, uh, very close to the line of Oconee County and and, and Clark County. So we're not in Watkinsville. We're pretty much in Athens, but we're at the line. So we are in Watkinsville, close to the Clark line. Uh, our telephone number is 706-353-1546. So what this all means when I speak about the prophetic, what do I mean by it? If you could hear John the Baptist speaking, you would, uh, what you would get was a tremendous anointing and a, a voice that broke through darkness and people could not help but listen. You would be amazingly surprised to hear the Apostle John speaking so tenderly and so kindly you would be impressed by the voice of Paul as he began to share the gospel uh, to, the, to the jailers. Uh, and uh, as he was in jail, where was he in jail? Uh, no. Yeah, no. Not in Rome. Before Rome, he was in jail. And... Uh, 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 he, he uh, we don't know, uh, forgot about the name of the location. But he, 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 he spoke it to where the jailer and all the people that were there in the jail received Christ, believed in Jesus. And, uh, and so the main job of the prophetic voice is to live in the spirit of prophecy to support the local pastor. So it is an anointing uh, to speak about Jesus. John, the Apostle John in Revelation 19.10 says that the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Meaning that when you speak about Jesus, you're calling forth into being the second coming. Uh, uh, the, uh, one year, uh, uh, a thousand years of, of, of rule on the earth, the coming of the new Jerusalem, all of this is prophecy to edify, to comfort, to minister. And so I'm not talking about a prophet. I'm talking about that the ministry of Jesus is a prophetic movement, is a prophetic statement. You have to be and to understand in that concept. And when you do, more juice to you, more power to you, more strength to you. Because as you refer to Jesus, see my voice is going up, see it? You see right there. Okay, so uh, so the job 
of the prophetic voices to live in the spirit of prophecy, support the local pastor, assist leaders, uh, disciple teachers, provide pastors with information to where the church and the heart of the church is. If church is seeking a budget and you are financially depleted, then the problem is to be identified uh, uh, because God is the supplier. That's my experience as a ministry, that when we're moving with God in the tone of God. Remember in John 21, when John, the apostle John, put his heart, his ear on the chest of Jesus. He just came in and lay down and rest on Jesus' uh, uh, chest, leaning. That is the prophetic voice because you begin to hear the heartbeat of the Savior. So, amen? So, today I want to talk about the formation. How do you form a prophetic life? You're not a prophet. You're perhaps ministry in the spirit of prophecy. But how to form? How to begin? I told you that it begins with prophesying. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 Corinthians 12, 10, and 11. As Paul talks about edifying, building, comforting. So it has to do with involvement in the needs of others. Well, we've done that so much. We've done 15 times we've been to Cuba up to now, and we minister to the thousands of people there. So uh, that just give us a jump into the prophetic. I didn't, I didn't quite uh, understood that what was happening, but it is prophetic. And then the spirit of prophecy is the second move. You begin to receive revelation from God about everything. Uh, for instance, let me, let me give you an idea here. I was sitting there this morning, and the Lord spoke to me. And he said, you call that pastor, and you tell him you're going to send him an offering on Thursday night to help his, his building. Well, I don't want to go over there because, honestly, I don't get along with that pastor. But I guess the Lord is uh, intervening here. And he's telling me that I have to get along with him and bring, give him some money. I, I honestly don't want to give him any money. Okay? I don't like him. But the Lord just uh, said to me, shut up, down boy, go. And so I called Brazil and told him, set it up. So we're going. Now, that, that's the spirit of prophecy. God is speaking. Okay? Because you don't... You, you don't uh, <laughs> You, you understand, I just don't want to go over there. But I have to. I have to. I have to. So second, uh, so, uh, and then second, I was sitting and uh, I heard the Lord say to me again, the way you are dealing with a certain trip that we have and, and the gifts that we're going to give to them, that people are sending gifts all over Virginia, uh, uh North Carolina, South Carolina, Kentucky, uh, for this college group to go. And, uh, and the Lord gave me direction on how to handle that problem of the churches that I need and how to do it. I didn't think of that. Matter of fact, my mind is so tired. I'm so tired. 
of today, having had my proper sleep, that I don't think I would be thinking about those things. But it came. It was a revelation from the Lord. This is what you're going to do here, here, and there. So I tell John about it, and John thought, well, we need to sit down and talk about this and so on and so forth. Okay. So, so the object is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the people that you know and have an unction, an anointing that you never had before. Do you remember Samuel? And, of course, Samuel, uh, 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 there was a priest called Eli. Eli had two sons, and they were being obedient to God. And Samuel comes in, and instead of correct, instead of uh, uh, Eli, Eli, instead of correcting the children, uh, he failed. And, and of course, both, both of Eli's sons died. But the prophet Samuel was able to minister, uh, receive ministry. And so to understand the prophetic, you must be Christ-centered. A person that understands the prophetic will lead many to Christ. So what is the key? The key is to cooperate with the minister of the Holy Spirit without manufacturing the activity of the Holy Spirit. You don't get ahead of the Holy Spirit. You get before. So let's take a look. Uh, let's go to John chapter 21, verse 20. And I want you to read that because I tried to explain to you how to be able to hear the voice of the prophetic coming, the voice of God, a revelation from God. How do you hear? Then Peter, turning about, seeing the disciple whom Jesus loved following which also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, which is he who betrays you? Okay. Now, John, you say that John, the, the disciple that Jesus loved, John leaned on, on Jesus' chest. Is that right? Is that what the Scripture says, John? Which also leaned on his breast at supper. Okay. You have to lean on the, on, on the chest of Jesus to hear his heartbeat. You have, to, you have to get close to Him. You have to uh, uh, connect yourself to the voice of God. And that can happen by simply spending time reading Scriptures, uh, serving others. It comes automatically. So this is, this is the first thing I tell you on how to... To have a healthy prophetic life, you lean on the heart of Jesus to hear his heart beat. You, you rest on the direction that he wants to do. So I've been praying for the, for the trips this year, each one individually. And, uh, and, uh, and so I heard from the Lord this morning about how to handle a, a trip that's been very bothersome to us and we're still questioning. Yesterday, Margarita from Cuba sent me a list of the churches, and he and she mentioned five churches in red. The name of the church was in red. And the note says they have greater needs. Well, I want to know what the need is so I can serve them better. You understand? Uh, I just didn't take that information lightly. And I want to move into it to find out what to do next. And so I'm connected to that. But the Lord had to speak to me. 
he had to say that you need to pay attention to what's been said about those churches. Uh, number two, the doorway to receive revelation from God and to move in the prophetic is worship. When worship is setting and you are engaged in worship, the prophetic begins to move. Throughout the congregation, hundreds of people begin to be connected with the Lord. And when you're connected to the heartbeat of Jesus, you are going to hear from Him. Third, the words you say, are uh, the words are quickened by the spirit of prophecy. What do you mean by that? Several years ago, uh, a man called Robert Burnett went to Brazil. He was uh, and still is a, a realtor. And as we shared the gospel with him, and two young men sat with him, and for a couple hours in the wee hours of the morning began to minister to him, he received Christ. Well, that just, just, just revolutionized the whole family. And the Barnett family today is a family that all of them are being healed still today after 10 years. But the family came together and God did powerful things in that family. So those two young men that were sharing with Robert Burnett were quickened by the spirit of prophecy to continue to get through and to insist so he could receive Christ. And it did happen. He was saved. He was born again that wee hours of the morning. And so... Quicken means to make a life, to come together, to be energized, to have a word that is anointed. That's the spirit of prophecy. So when I begin to preach, I can sense that there's a change in my emotions. There's a change in my intellect. There's a change in my rationale. There's a change in my verbatim. There's a change in my English there's a change in my Spanish, my Portuguese. I begin to hear things, and I begin to see clearly. It's like a picture being, uh, being viewed, a movie, and I just go through the movie and begin to tell the story all the way to the end. The Lord put it all together, and I didn't have to practice or write down or prepare it uh, like I'm doing these Bible studies. Now, during that preaching, there is a spirit of prophecy that comes over you. Now, it doesn't come over you when you reject the Holy Spirit. But when you welcome the Holy Spirit, it does come over you. And it changes the message. So, the message in the hearing comes in many ways. Hearing your preacher, uh, it jumps out of you. Dreams, pictures, verses of Scripture, impressions. In other words, the spirit of prophecy uh, breaks according to the proportion of your faith. Faith activates the spirit of prophecy or the gift of prophecy. The word proportion here refers to a ratio to where the prophet is to one person or to a hundred. In other words, I've been in front of a, of a thousand people, two thousand, three thousand, twenty thousand one time. And operates to all of them. All of them are impacted. So it's the spirit of prophecy is powerful enough to relate to a thousand people at the same time. You don't have to really think that when you're ministering, only one person is listening. 
Let me tell you, the Lord told me to get this camera. The Lord told me to get that together. Robert uh, Oriorn uh, was the first one who worked this equipment and put it all together. And if you believe it or not, this broadcast today is going to the nations of the world. And thousands of people are listening and, 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 and being a part of this. Now, I didn't think I was going to do thousands of people at the same time. But because the Lord told me to do this uh, teaching uh, in the Internet, God used it. And, and now we're ministering to a lot of people. So the ratio, it doesn't have to be just one person. It can be to a hundred or a thousand. Let's take a look in First Timothy 1.6. I want you to hear this verse of Scripture. Because when you listen to it, it changes the way you understand it. From which some having swerved have turned aside unto vain jangling. First Timothy one six. Well, I think I made a mistake in giving you the scripture. It says, "Stir up the gift that is within you." It could be Second Timothy one six. Stir up the gift that is within you. Wherefore, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you, by the putting on of my hands. Yes. Now, notice that, uh, that, that Paul put his hands on Timothy and prayed for him. And the Spirit began to be energized in, 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 in Timothy's life. So the anointing by the Spirit of prophecy becomes communicative to those in front of you. That's an example. But when you have no understanding of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, when you only refer to the Holy Spirit once a year on the celebration of Pentecost, when you persecute people that deal with the work of the Holy Spirit, when you laugh and ridicule the gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit, you have no power, no strength. And you have to spend hours on end to prepare a 30-minute message, hours on end. So, Paul says, stir up the gift that is within you. The gift is within you when you stir up. How about Matthew 7, 7 through 11? 7 through 11. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom, if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven Give good things to them who ask him. Yes. So, so if you then, being evil, give good gifts to your children, how much more the Holy Father will give the Holy Spirit to those that ask? Uh, in other words, you have to ask. You have to be humble. You have to be uh, open. How about Jeremiah 33, 3? Call on me and I will answer and show you Great things, mighty things, which you do not know. 
So never confess the negative. Never believe in, 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 in your fears inside of you. Do not let the negative, the, the perspective of death and morbidity to take hold of your life. I know a young man that I'm praying with right now. And when he is called to do something to improve his life, as if a spirit of depression comes over him, overwhelming him and causing him to freeze. And, and so, as a spirit of depression comes in, the spirit of prophecy comes stronger. I prefer the spirit of prophecy because it calls me to speak with boldness. It calls me to preach with boldness. It calls me to pray with boldness. It calls me to cry out with boldness instead of spirit of depression who takes and sucks life out of me. Number six, speak always to bless the body. God's first command was to speak light to the body. In other words, when God created the heavens and the earth, He created the earth and created the heavens, but not light. On the fourth day, He spoke light. And so, why did He, did he do everything in the dark? Yes, there's no light. Because when light shines, it shows what has been done. And it's the same thing with the spirit of prophecy. When light shines, it, you, it sees what you've been saying. And the light here is the power behind the prophetic that opens the mind of the person listening. And the person listening is overwhelmed by the, what you're hearing. Now, before they couldn't understand, before they couldn't hear, before they couldn't perceive, before they, they couldn't comprehend, before they were confused, before they were totally out of it. But now, because of the presence of the Holy Spirit, through the gift of prophecy, they are able to see it. And so preaching without the prophetic, it's, it's, it's like uh, uh, being a football game and your team is winning, is losing 50 to nothing, uh, and you're still calling victory. And you're still saying, well, let's go. It's okay. In other words, <laughs> it, it, uh, it, it, you know, after 50 uh, and you are zero and they're 50, you need to just go home. In other words, you lost the game. And that, that feeling of being overpowered by the negative and saying, I can't do this. So, number, number seven, be totally focused on the Holy Spirit. Put your focus on, the, on what the Lord is doing. How do you do that? You simply just close your eyes and say, come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Father. Do that, God. I praise you, God. I thank you, God, that you are bold, that you're powerful. So, ask yourself, what are you hearing? Now, interesting, the voice of the Spirit of God, the Spirit of prophecy, relates to your personality, your, your manners, your voice, your intellect. It doesn't come as, Hold older. I have a word. No, not really. It speaks to who you are. Your intellect, your rationale, your, your personality. So it sounds like you. <laughs> it sounds exactly like you are. So when you listen, then the voice 
will sound like you and sound and clear. And as you hear it, you hear in your own voice, but what you hear is something, it's going to impress you. It's going to overwhelm you. In other words, this morning, that mission trip that we have with a college group, uh, I heard and I saw the red. And interesting enough, when Margarita, the secretary of the bishop in, in Cuba, when she communicates with us, she does not tell us which church is in need. She usually gives us an amount to give to the churches. But this time, she just paint, she just typed in red the churches that need more help. Well, she didn't give us enough information. And that's not like Margarita. But as I sat there, the Lord said, pay attention to that. She's trying to tell you that. She's trying to tell you that there are five churches that uh, don't have a bathroom. There are five churches to where the people have to go home to go to the bathroom to come back to church. She's trying to tell us that there's a hole right in front of the altar in the communion table and it rains during the service. She's trying to tell us that the pastor there <coughs> needs a bicycle. I don't know what the Lord is trying to tell us, but I heard this morning, pay attention to that, get deep on that, get information on that, and we're going to change that. That's what we're called to do, is to hear the needs of the, of the, of, of the people of God and plug right in it and make sure that when we go over there... You know, the lady said to me, said, uh, when, we, uh, when we go to Cuba, and, uh, it's like a hurricane. What was it, John? I can't repeat it exactly, but she said, it's like a hurricane. You know it's coming. You can try to prepare for it, but you really don't know, what, you know what's going to happen. And then when it leaves, you can tell that it was there. <laughs> <laughs> and so what do you mean? What is, what is he talking about? The, the hurricane, what she's saying is the voice of the prophetic. It's impressive. It's powerful. And it saves it convicts. It changes lives. Don't you want to be involved with something that makes your faith like on asteroids? What is the word? Steroids. Amen. Now, let me, let me, let me give you an example. Or number, number eight, an example. God will give you a sentence. A word. And you now have to release that which you heard in the lives of others. It's like, uh, have you seen a piece of cloth that you are wearing? It's a nice piece of cloth or a sweater. or, a, And you find a little line down here, okay? So you begin to pull that line. Before too long, you have a big hole, <laughs> and you cut it. Oh, I didn't mean to, to do that. <laughs> As you pull the string of the prophetic, it just keeps on giving. It just keeps on going, okay? You pull it, it comes out. Open your mouth and release it. John, I don't know what's going on about the red churches in red that came from Margarita, but I believe that uh, those churches are in horrible need. Just like Paul began to minister uh, to the churches in Jerusalem, 
Uh, he was in Ephesus in Corinth. He collected an offering. He took it in the but uh, uh, he people had to give. He took the offering. He took the offering. He gave it, and of course, uh, it was the power of the prophetic in the heart. It was the Holy Spirit speaking to Paul. This church needs something. This church needs something. But you have to open your mouth and talk about the need. Open your mouth and release it. Let it go out. Remember, the Holy Spirit will not move your mouth. The Holy Spirit will not override your will. What is Psalm 81.10 says? It's a very powerful verse. So it's, I'm trying to say to you that as you receive from God a word, you're going to have to say it. Psalm 81.10. I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. That's right. That's right. You have, you have to open your mouth. And if you open your mouth, God will do that which only God can do. Amen? Am I getting through you? Are you hearing? Okay, we're about through. Let me go a little more. The manifestation, number nine, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is to every man. And if you go real close into 1 Corinthians 12, John, verse 7, I want you to hear this verse because most Christians think of themselves as inoperative. They don't have any power, any faith. They just go to church and give the money and go have lunch. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. In other words, the manifestation of the Spirit is for the common good. It is not just the preacher. It's not just the associate pastor. It's not anybody in charge that has it or the chairman of the board. The idea of leadership and the value of the presence of God need to change. The chairman of the board is putting order in the meeting. But the anointing is back there to that man who stands and speaks boldly. If the church listens to the voice of God instead of the voice of those who say they're so-called leaders. Listen, it's a sad day in the Methodist church today. And this coming May, we're about to split into a very powerful denomination into several sects. Why? Why did the split came? Because we've been hearing the wrong people. And when you hear the wrong people, it's confusion. And so, the manifestation of the Spirit is for the common good. Everybody hears it when the Spirit is in charge and they come into consensus. There's unity. The word manifestation means to see, to behold, to gaze, to review. And of course, number 10, every result is to restore honor and glory to God and to lift up in His name and to glorify Him. This is where Change in identity happens. Read Psalm 8, verse 4 and 5. You see, the problem of identity is serious in America. When you don't know who you are, if you are a man or woman, if you are a transgender, if you are suffering from 
uh, uh, situation. If you are a type of uh, person uh, that does not know who you are, what happens is that you begin to lose your identity. But when you glorify God, exalt God, your identity returns to you. Psalm 8, 4 and 5. What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and have crowned him with glory and honor. Yes. Number 11. Prophecy releases the power of God. You don't concentrate on the power. You concentrate on the heartbeat of Jesus. 1 Samuel 2.35. I hope it's 1 Samuel 2.35. You concentrate on the heart of God. You concentrate on the things of God. Some people are caught up in the idea that they concentrate on the power. The power is a display of God. You stay with the Lord and let him, the glory comes to Him. When you concentrate on the power, uh, the fear here is that you become someone impressed with the power, but someone not impressed with the word that was given. What is it for Samuel? And I will raise me up a faithful priest who shall do according to that which is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house, and he shall walk before my anointed forever. Right. Yes. Yes. You raise up people that will say it again. Read it. It's a very powerful scripture. He said, I will raise me up a faithful priest who shall do according to that which is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house, and he shall walk before my anointed forever. Yes, yes. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for those that are here. I ask you, God, that today they be empowered by your Holy Spirit to move in the prophetic work of God in in what's happening in America today. In Jesus' name, amen.